So many of you know that Journey of Faith began when I was offered an opportunity to start a new congregation way back in 2002, or as the church lingo now calls it, an opportunity to plant a new church. As I prayed about a vision for that new thing, and as I dreamed dreams and wished and hoped, it came to me that I really wanted this to be a place where people could find healing. Specifically, God laid on my heart people who had been harmed by their experiences in other congregations. And I wanted this new church to be a place where we could acknowledge past hurts, name the injustices, and then find a path toward healing and wholeness. We needed to acknowledge that which Matthew mentions in the passage. Jesus had compassion on those who were harassed and helpless. That is, those who had been harmed, not just by the church, but by other people and other institutions as well. We wanted to focus on helping people know that their hurt was not caused by God, nor was it acceptable to God. God loves us all and wants us to journey through life with God and God's people at our sides. Added to the vision of Journey of Faith is the mission of the United Methodist Church to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. It is our task, not just to find our way to accept and embrace God's healing love. It is our responsibility then to share the gospel with others. I found this beautiful definition of disciple, one who accepts and assists in spreading the good news. Many make their way to Jesus to find healing and reconciliation, but being a disciple doesn't stop there, does it? We are to share the ministry and the message of Jesus with others. Jesus sent out the twelve. Matthew names them for us, fishermen, tax collectors, zealots, unknowns, not a religious professional in the lot, no rabbis, no Sadducees, no Pharisees, These are ordinary people who have answered Jesus' call and have watched and learned from him and now find themselves being sent out to carry out Jesus' work of sharing God's love and power, just like I saw y'all do a couple of Saturdays ago at Pride. Borrowing from an outline by Edward Marquardt and a phrase made popular by the colonel, the original recipe for discipleship was a simple one. First, a disciple is to carry a simple message to a world that needs to hear it. The same message that Jesus shared. The kingdom of God is at hand. God is real. God is present. God is near us, in us, around us, alive and powerful. Jesus sent the twelve to carry that message to people who needed to hear it. And the same is true of us today. Of course, we can't convincingly share that message until we know its truth in our own lives. We're meant to spend time with Jesus and Jesus' people learning, healing, articulating, practicing before we go out to tell the story of how Jesus entered our lives and gave us hope. An important part of discipleship is preparation. Jesus didn't send out the 12 until he had helped them see and understand what God's grace and power could do. Hence, the church has an obligation to offer not just teaching in the way of sermons, but also classes and studies to help us know more about God's gift to us in Jesus. I'm grateful to all of you who teach those classes and to each who gives of your time and energy to study and learn. Discipleship also involves a simple method. 
Marquardt puts it, go to the needy, the sick and blind, the crippled, those with leprosy, those who experience death. Go to people who have a real felt need for God's help in their lives. Go to those around you who have obvious needs for God to rule their lives, who need the power and presence of God to help them. In order to do that, we have to move outside the walls of the church building. We have to get tuned in to our neighbors, the communities in which we live. We need to be paying attention to the news, having conversations with those we work with, talking to strangers when the opportunity presents itself, so we can know that darkness needs the light of Christ to dispel it. We need to be having conversations with one another about situations we are aware of. We need to be praying about things that are happening in others' lives, like the 12 Jesus is sending out. When we participated in the Pride Festival, when you invited others to church and told them emphatically that Jesus loves them, when we take Christmas dinner to the domestic abuse shelter, when we paint and repair houses with IAC, when we bring food for the food pantry, when we write letters to our government representatives, when we stand on the steps of the Capitol demanding change, we are helping our neighbors by learning their needs and working to let God use us to meet them. Something you may not know is that this church, this congregation, did not start out a reconciling church. We were always open and inclusive, but over time, we increasingly became aware of the harm that was being done to LGBTQI plus folks in our area and in the broader church, oftentimes by the church. And so we took a stand and declared ourselves supporters of people who are simply living as who they were created by God to be. Even now, we are also faced with racism sexism, ageism, and so many other plagues that keep people from living the lives that God intends for them to live. Disciples, followers of Jesus, must learn of these plagues and pray that God will equip us for the ministries needed in each situation. The third component of this simple original recipe is to have an attitude of compassion. One definition of compassion says it is a gut feeling of love for the hurting. Isn't that what Jesus displayed again and again and again? So much so that decades later, the gospel writers were still sharing the stories of how moved Jesus was when he encountered hurt and pain. Luke Powery says that one of the most important questions for disciples and for the church as a whole is this. Do we care? Do we care? What is our response to human need? Jesus is moved by what he sees and moves toward concrete action as a response to the needs of the people. It's become a bit of a sad statement that too often our response to hurt and harm is the phrase, thoughts and prayers. Jesus expects us to think and pray, but then we're to get moving. Compassion is to impel us to action. We are to stop oppressors, call out those who practice injustice, hit them in the pocketbook when businesses are taking unfair advantage, vote down unjust laws. We are to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, house the homeless, care for the widows and orphans, welcome the stranger, pray for our enemies, turn the other cheek. And Jesus never said being a disciple would be easy. In fact, he literally said, just after we quit reading in this passage, 
I am sending you out to the wolves. And contrary to what health and wealth preachers tell their congregations, he didn't promise them the moon. He said, take one tunic and two pair of sandals. And people may even hate you. Yes, even your own family. I suspect that many of us have sort of negative reactions when we read that passage, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. For some of us, it conjures up images of rescuing people from the fires of hell and smacks of saving them when in fact we know that it is always God who saves and heals and restores and transforms and rejuvenates. What if we heard Jesus say there's an important healing mission going down and you are an integral part of it? God needs you to tell others that the realm of heaven is breaking out and liberation from demons and plagues will happen through you and your compassion and actions. Our dreams for Journey of Faith continue to evolve. We want it to be a place of healing for all God's beloved. We pray it will be a center for learning and training in how to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world today. We long for it to be a mission station where Jesus sends us out to meet the world in whatever state we find it. And we ask God to help us be vehicles of God's mercy and grace. Simple message. Simple method. Simple attitude. May we continue to follow Jesus' original recipe of being and making disciples. Thanks be to God. Amen.